0: Hey Cornerstone family, it's March the 1st and we are continuing on our Read by Easter journey together and I want to just share a few devotional thoughts with you this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 2 Corinthians chapter 1 is uh, what you're reading if you are in the New Testament or the whole Bible plan and tomorrow we'll jump back over to the Gospels plan, those of you that are reading along with us on that plan but Today I want to read from a not very familiar passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 8 through 14 Paul says this we think you ought to know dear brothers and sisters about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure and we thought we would never live through it in fact we expected to die but as a result we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead And he did rescue us from the mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. We can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincerity in all of our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world and especially toward you. Our letters have been straightforward, and there is nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us. Even if you don't understand us now, then on that day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us in the same way we are proud of you. It's a rather unusual passage of scripture. I don't know in 26 years of pastoral ministry that I've ever preached on this passage of scripture, but it's a rather stark image. And to figure out what's going on here, I want you to kind of imagine in your mind a scene. You're sitting in the second floor of a building looking out a window, and you see a friend of yours walking down the street. And that friend appears to be in good health, and they're walking along, maybe rather briskly, and they walk into a door, four or five doors down across the street. You watch them walk in the door, and they walk in, and they're only there a few minutes, but when they come back out, they stumble out the door, and they're bloody and limping and, and clearly hurting somehow. And the mystery is, as you watch that scene, what happened inside that door, right? That's the mystery, and in my little scenario there, you may never know what happened inside that door, but I want to use that as an illustration for, I think, exactly the kind of mysterious situation we're dealing with in Second Corinthians chapter 1. In First Corinthians, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, and, and there are many, many high moments, and he's kind of strolling down the street, and then we don't see him for a minute. He kind of stumbled, he, he kind of goes into that closed door and when he comes back out in second Corinthians and he begins to write he is clearly bruised and beaten and hurt. And we don't really know what happened to Paul during this time that changes his outlook. Even his writing changes from 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians. And uh, we look at Acts, which tells much of the story of Paul's journeys. And there's certainly no clue in Acts as to exactly what might have happened to Paul. Uh, we think that perhaps he he might have you know faced persecution in Ephesus. Um, he was imprisoned and perhaps maybe Ill, ill-treated in Ephesus. We we don't know that for sure. There's there's no evidence of exactly what happened. But something happened here, and it, Paul wants to draw attention to it. He wants the Corinthian church to know that he's been hurting. He uses the words crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure and thought we would never live through it, he says, thought we were going to die. So something dramatic happens to Paul, and we don't really know what it is. But here's what I think we can draw from this situation. As we read this passage and we, we see it in stark contrast to 1 Corinthians, we see a, 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 a well man walking down the street and going through a door, and then he stumbles out not well, and that's what we see. And we see Paul, uh, 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians. There's this great contrast. But what I want to use this morning to, to kind of talk through this is the understanding in the ancient Near East where Paul lived in his world, going through something like this, whatever it was, crushed and overwhelmed, if things didn't go well for you, people would assume that it was God punishing you. And so there would have been this assumption, if things didn't go well for Paul, Paul was not on God's side. God was not on Paul's side. They weren't together anymore. And so people who are hearing the story, we were crushed and overwhelmed. Their minds would immediately go to, oh, what happened? God must have left Paul. But Paul's reaction is really important. And what Paul's reaction is when things don't go well, when 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 he is crushed and overwhelmed, when he thought he wouldn't make it, when he thought he would die, instead of reacting and saying, "Oh no, God's left me." Paul's reaction is he doubles down he says, I'm going to trust God even more. What I need to do is I need to learn to trust God even more. He asks for prayers, and then he doubles down on trust. And it's interesting, we have a much different culture than the ancient Near East, but there is still a mentality, especially among Christians, when things don't go well in our lives, that we immediately think God must be mad at us. God must be mad at me. What did I do? I hear this all the time from people. Things aren't going well in my life. What did I do, pastor, that God's mad at me, that God's allowing this to happen? And that's not our theology. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what we believe to be true. And so if you're going through a moment like that, here's my encouragement to you. Do what Paul did. Reach out for prayer. Ask your church family to pray for you. And double down on trusting God. Just continue to trust God and say, I know I've been through this tough time, but I want you to know that I'm going to continue to trust God. I'm going to continue to put my faith in him. And so if you'll do that, I think you'll make it through just like Paul does. And so we may not know all of your story either. We may not know what happened to you behind that door. We may not know what happened to you in in that interim that that caused you to be hurt and bruised as you are today. But what I do know is this, we will pray for you and you can trust God. And so double down on trusting God and believing in God. And, And Paul says, even if you don't understand us now, when Jesus returns, you'll be proud of us just as we're proud of you. And I can tell you this, I may not know your whole story, but if you'll continue to trust him, I'm proud of you. Hang in there. Keep trusting God. Keep asking your church family to pray with you, and you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I don't know what you're going through on this Monday, but you're going to make it. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you can give us hope. And as we pray, put our trust in you, even doubling down on our trust in you, when others would think that you've abandoned us, when even we think maybe you are, you are judging us for something that we've done. Jesus, we know that's not who you are. And so we pray for one another and we double down on trusting you. We put our hope and our trust and our future in your hands. And so Jesus, I pray for my friends as they hear the sound of my voice today, that you would help them to hang in there. There are many who, who they sympathize with Paul. They, they're living that moment of being crushed and overwhelmed. And, and, and Jesus, I just pray that you would be with them, that you would be near to them today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. God bless you. We'll be back right here tomorrow.